guys, welcome to the lead podcast this week. And for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about boundaries. And so we saw with Dr. Oh, he's talking. What is this? No. Stop, Townsend. <laughs> Thank you, YouTube. Um, I didn't know that could happen. So as we talk about what we saw with Townsend, he talked about having those boundaries and those fences. In the physical world, we see boundaries that are easy to see. Fences, signs, walls, moats with alligators, manicured lawns, hedges, physical boundaries. They're differing appearances, but they give the same message. This is where my property begins. I remember growing up and going to a property. We had this thing where it was called six inch rules. Six inch rule violation. And all that simply meant was do not come into my area. Because you know some people, they just don't, they don't have boundaries. You're like, why are you so close? Um, I think I'm one of those people. I'm so sorry. Um, but it's like, stay in your space. Actually, I think one of the good things that came out of COVID was not hugging people all the time. I, I think that could be a good thing. Um, but it made me think. The owner of the property is legally responsible for what happens on his or her property. So what happens to you in regards to your boundaries? And don't get me wrong, there are situations that you become violated and that's not your fault. So I need you to get a hold of this. I'm talking about whether it's with your friendships or you know, with dating where you, you compromise and you're like, oh, it's not a big deal. And then like you're smoking weed and living your best life. You're like, how did I get here? It's like, you let that person cross your boundaries. You totally forgot about those. And so physical boundaries mark a visible property line that someone holds the deed to. You can go to the county courthouse and find exactly where the boundaries and responsible areas are. So when my mom, um, she gave my brother and I each property on our farm, we had to go to the attorney. We had to map out where we split, where my 5.6 acres belong to me. And then I know this is my property. I wouldn't go into your car and steal your car, right? That's dumb. That's not my property. How many of you allow people to come into your life and steal your joy? Steal what God is doing, kill your dreams. This is where boundaries come in action. Sometimes you gotta keep your dreams and what God has told you to yourselves. Anybody have anyone that's like a totally like negative Nancy? That's like, yeah, that's real dumb, you're never gonna do that. Yeah. So one of the things we talked about in girls group on Monday was the negativity facts. So every year, myself and Kelly, we've always done Stephen Backlund's Igniting Ministry. They do a negativity fast for 40 days. It starts today and it ends literally on Easter where you do not speak negative at all. Like you can't be like, yo, that person's mad dumb. I hate you, which I did say I hate you jokingly today. And I was like, oh no, it's the negativity fast. And so you're watching what you're speaking, your thought pattern, the way you act, and it's really a great accountability because you don't realize how many times you were negative in a day. And I kept catching myself. Like, Ooh. And there's no condemnation of Christ. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying it's like, how negative can we be? And when we're negative, it's like we're allowing the enemy to then cross into our boundaries. And once you give the enemy an inch, he's not going to just take an inch. He's going to just go, like, wreak havoc on your life. That's the point of boundaries. Even setting up boundaries, setting up good habits, it takes 21 days to create a habit, reading your word. That's another thing. Ask the Lord to 
show you what good, healthy boundaries are. I, it, I just think of so many times, even through my like high school years, college years, uh, even my roommates, like we learned like don't, don't eat my leftover Chinese or I will hurt you. Like you just like, uh, but you have people who have like are clueless and want to do whatever they want. Don't be that person. Because literally everyone will hate you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it is. It's like learning boundaries. What's yours? What? And, and inviting people to be part of your world. I'm not telling you to put up a wall. Because there's no growth there. But boundaries define us. In a spiritual world, boundaries are just as real, but harder to see. Our goal is to help you define your intangible boundaries, to recognize them as ever-present reality that can increase your love and save your life. In reality, these boundaries define your soul and help you guard and maintain. You need to watch what comes into your heart. What comes into your heart comes out of your mouth. So what's going in is trash. What's coming out is trash. It's like life. So whatever you're listening to, chances are that's what's bopping around in your head. And it's true. Like, I, like oh, it's horrible. I, I mean, I'm sure everyone's been through breakups, but like my go-to breakup is Adele. So dumb. Like, I understand why I listen to her. She's already depressing. And so I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so broken. And it's like, Sheena, come on, pull it together. And so, once again, your intake. Boundaries define us. They define what is me and what is not me. You're at the stage right now that you're trying to figure out who God has called you to be and what you're supposed to do, who you're supposed to marry, and that's okay. But in the midst of those boundaries, don't compromise who God has called you to be. Knowing what I am to own, take responsibility for me, gives me freedom. If I know where my yard begins and ends, I am free to do what I like. Taking responsibility for my life opens up many different options. However, if I do not own my life, my choices and options become limited. Take responsibility for yourself. Take responsibility for your house, for you physically. If you're tired of feeling exhausted, then what are you doing to help yourself? I was just sharing earlier, um, I was talking to some of the girls. For the last four days, my right eye has been twitching. Stop. And I, I, when I know what's twitching, I know me. I know my boundaries, I know my, I know my house. That means I'm stressed. Has anybody ever experienced twitch, eye twitching? It means you're stressed. So, Rip your eye out. Okay, don't do that. <laughs> I had to have, I literally had to like rebuke the eye twitching. And I know what it's from. And I know the root. I'm worried. And it's bad. Like, I don't want to look like that. And so I've been asking the Lord, I'm like, God, I need you to bring rest to my soul. And that was what I was praying last night, spending time with the Lord. That I would just rest, and that I would receive his love, and I would know who I am. Because when you can rest in the Lord, receive his love, and know who you are, that sets you free. That is the fence that you live in. Just like, you know, when they talk about Jesus being the good shepherd. The sheep, sheep are dumb. We know that. Sheep need to be guided. We need to know where we're going. He's the good shepherd. But the cool thing is, he guards the door. So he's not just letting anyone in. And that's what God does for us. He, does, he wants to protect us. 
Okay. <laughs> Think how confusing it would be if someone told you, guard this property diligently, but I will hold you responsible for what happens here. And they did not tell you the boundaries of the property. They did not give you any means to protect the property with. That would be the most confusing thing ever. This is exactly what happens to us emotionally and spiritually. However, God, God designed a world where we live within ourselves. That is, we inhabit our own souls and we're responsible for the things that make us up. The heart knows its own bitterness and no one shares its joy. We have to deal what is within our soul. Boundaries help us define what is there. If we are not shown the perimeters or taught the wrong perimeters, we are in much pain. Once again, growing up, learning basic things like when to say no, or I don't feel comfortable, or I don't want to be your friend. Some of us, I think, and I don't want you to go like this, like a doormat. Anybody struggle with that? Like everyone just like, oh, she'll say yes, or he'll say yes. You need to protect yourself because now you're going to be run over, and that's what's going to happen. You're going to be exhausted. The Bible clearly tells us that our perimeters are not to protect them. But often our family, past relationships, confuse us about our perimeters. In addition to showing us what we're responsible for, boundaries help us define what is not in our property and what we're responsible for. Just like Dr. Townsend showed us. What's in your fence? So if my, if my neighbor has a tree falling into my yard, what am I supposed to do? Excuse me, get your tree out of my yard. Cut it down. Like, your, your crap's flowing through. I'm not dealing with it. And I think some of us, I'm a true story. I'm very non-confrontational. Anybody here non-confrontational? What does that mean? I, I don't really want to fight with you. I'm very like, mm. But I did learn tonight that apparently I'm very aggressive. I didn't know that. Um, new information to me. Um, but aggra being aggressive is not wrong. But it's in the context and how you are. So, we are not, for example, responsible for other people. You are not responsible for how other people react. Receive that right now. You cannot control others. How they react is their issue, not yours. I like to fix things. Not like physically fix things, but fix. Like, if I know you're mad at me, I'm going to do my best to change that. That's not healthy. Because now it comes to the point where, do you like me? Oh my gosh. Do you still? And it's like, it gets so exhausting. I'm going to share tonight that um, earlier that I, deal with still, I still deal with insecurities. Like, I'm, as crazy and wild as I am, there's still insecurities that are in there that God is constantly pruning. And so, how someone reacts, I then take it on myself like it's my fault. And it literally could not be me. It could be a situation that happened earlier at work or in life, and I think it's automatically my fault. I don't know that anyone can relate to that. And, and the thing is, it's like, I can't control your thoughts, your actions. Nowhere are we commanded to have other control, although we spend a lot of time and energy trying to get it. We are to have self-control. How I react is my responsibility. So if you're ripping me up and down with your words, how I react is my responsibility. Me, personally, I don't get offended because I don't care. Like, I just like, thanks for laughing. But I really, and the thing is, sometimes that gets me in trouble because I've been told I lack empathy. 
stuff. And that's kind of, uh, as a counselor, I probably should have that sometimes. But for me, I'm just like, why are you crying? Why are you seriously upset about that? And that's because of my own childhood, where it's like, get over it, you're fine. Get over it, you're fine. Why are you crying? You're fine. And I brought that into adulthood. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a jerk. And then I had to really to learn that it's like, Sheena, not everyone, Kelly and I often talk about that, not everyone has where I can be mentally with work. Like, I look at what I do for work. I work two full-time jobs while studying for my exam next week and training the one I've yet to kill someone or cry. Have I had some crying sessions? I have while eating nuggets. That's what I do. What I do. Uh, McDonald's nuggets specifically. Do not judge. I do not care. And so, and then I'm like, okay, we got this. But that sometimes can be hard. Because sometimes I'll put boundaries up because I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then I'm crying 11 o'clock at night and it's a mess. Instead of inviting people into my space, it's easy to be like, mm, I don't really want you to know what's going on. Because I, I might feel shame or I might be embarrassed. Or wow, I thought you had it all together. It's like, I don't. Boundaries help us distinguish our property so we can take care of it. Anybody here like want to own a house someday or currently own a house? Okay. I hope you do. I can't wait to own a house. I'm like super hyped because I grew up in apartment buildings, so my backyard was concrete. So I don't really like remember I remember the first time I like stuck in grass. First of all, I will not walk barefoot to this day in grass. I think it's disgusting. I don't understand how that works. <laughs> barefoot in grass. I know, right? I just, there's dirt and germs and bugs. And so, if you drive, we were, we were driving around the other day looking, we love to look at houses, it's just like the thing that we do. And you can tell the people who really care about their house, right? How? They cut their grass. They don't have their shingles hanging from the top of the roof. It doesn't look like the tornado ripped through. But then you have people, I have a neighbor up the road, she literally keeps her decorations up all year long. Now let me explain. It's not just one holiday. It's all the holidays. So she has a spider web next to Mickey Mouse Christmas. It is literally all the holidays. I hope it's no one's family. I'm so sorry for this, but I laugh every time. And then she throws a little razzle dazzle in there with stuff lights. And I'm like, what are you doing, Janet? Like, Take your trash down. <laughs> Her house is probably crazy and stuff. I can't handle hoarding. I will throw things away so quick. I don't keep anything past the year. It's bad. Like, that's me. And sometimes we even how you, I know this is crazy, I feel like you can tell a lot about someone by their car. Like, have you seen some Uber drivers Now people deliver food? I had one kid, I will, he'll be nameless. Um, he's from lady, he graduates this year. Um, and he was like, yeah, I'll deliver you food. I'm like, mm. okay. I didn't eat because he rolled up and I, he opened the door and a soda can fell out. Um, and then I looked and I'm like, oh my gosh, you probably have cockroaches all through your car. And so I didn't eat. I'm like, man, thank you so much. I took him on the foot. So I, like, I wanted to be kind. So it's like, he was making money. I know him personally. 
And I know that his life is in shambles. And this is not relating, this is not, this, I don't know if it's true, but you can tell a lot by someone by how they are on the outside. Because it's flowing out. So if you're all over the place, I would ask the Lord to show you how to hone in. In short, boundaries are not walls. The Bible does not say that we are to be walled off from others. In fact, it says that we are to be one with them. It's so important that you're in community. I am so bummed that we have one more girls group left. Because I love girls group because it's hilarious. Um, This is where I get my community weekly outside of my own friends. But girls group and guys group, you guys stay late. Guys group, we the girls used to be... We stay late, but you boys like to talk about everything. I love it. I don't know what you talk about. But I just thought I get a text a little bit later. I'm like, wow. But you see how important it is to be around other believers? You've got to be in community because that's what helps you shape your boundaries. Because I know for me when I went to nine, when I went to college, I learned that the way I thought was so small-minded. Like growing up, I thought the only correct Bible was the King James Version. So when I got to college, and they're like, you can't use King James, you got to use the NIV, I thought they were all going now. I wish I was joking. And I'm like, what kind of heathen place am I? This is going to be nuts. Another thing I learned, and I'm not, this is just me, I thought, and I made some dumb choices, y'all. My pastor growing up used to say, if you would drink, smoke, dance, cuss, Go out dancing, do whatever, you are automatically going to hell. So I thought, to talk about legalism, I thought when I went to college, you'll never catch me in a bar, because I'm not going to hell. I ended up at a bar, and I would go to the club. So then here, what's it all? Like, I literally... But isn't that crazy? Like, the boundaries were so unhealthy at church. <coughs> sometimes, the, sometimes the worst boundaries are church people. Like, it's crazy. Now, by telling you to go to the club, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> don't do any of that stuff. I'm just telling you. This is, what, this is how I had to grow up in life. That my boundaries were really jacked up. Even after when my mom, when I was 16, gave me the book, I Kissed Dating Dubai. Anybody heard of that book? I can't say anything about it. It's hellish. Did you say it's good? Who said it's good? It sounds like it's good. No, please don't. It literally told, this is what we, I remember the opening story. Tell you. This guy, Joshua Harris, who wrote the book, had a dream. He had a dream that was standing at the altar. There was his future wife. He couldn't see because the veil was on. And as he's, you know, the pastor's right there, and he's explaining, one by one, a girl kept coming up and sitting beside his bride. And he could hear this voice saying, who are all these women? He's like, these are all the women I gave my heart to. I have nothing left to give you, because I've lived this life. And she's like, I can't marry you. Boom, wake up from dream. Right? That's horrible. He said, I would never get married. Because <laughs> I've made dumb choices. God saved me from a lot. But can you imagine if that's how God was? That's unhealthy boundaries. So I was, for the longest time, 
steered my dating life off of one book, not the Bible. I kept dating the Bible. So from like 16, I remember, I remember, this is horrible, y'all. I remember y'all in a senior prom. That's 100 years ago. I remember, and I had a crush on, you know, the youth group crush kid. And I remember being in a limo, and he had those, like, chewing tobacco. I know! <laughs> and he, like, spit it in again. And um, at the end of prom, if we go cosmic bowling, he takes me to my car. And like, so, yeah, we get to kiss. I'm like, no! I'm saving my first kiss from my husband! For on my wedding day, I'm going to kiss him for the first time. He's like, no. I'm like, yes. He's like, I can't do that. Like, I, I just can't do that. I can't cheat on my husband. <laughs> that lasted until October, fall of my of freshman year of college. <laughs> Dated a guy who was not safe for almost three years on and off. It was such a mess. But because I thought this, I know. Some oh, of your faces are great. I'm saying all that to say this. My boundaries were jacked up because I learned boundaries that were not biblical. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, do not kiss until you're married. It does say, flee from sexual wrong. Do not, and it says in Song of Solomon 8.4, do not awaken love until it's supposed to be awoken. What does that mean? Do not play with fire. Don't date to just date. I can count on one hand how many guys I've dated. I know two men that I've said I love you to. One of them is currently my husband-to-be. Yeah, woo. And so, you learn. I'm not trying to condemn you, but I want you to pay attention to your boundaries. Because listen, what next thing when we talk about relationship boundaries, you're gonna need this. You're gonna need to set healthy boundaries in dating, your friendships. This is why I wanted to kind of set this now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> One story that I want to share was the Good Samaritan. And when I first, like, I've been, I read the Gospels literally every month. It's just something I've been doing for years. The Good Samaritan is a model of how correct behavior in many dimensions. It's a good illustration of boundaries. So listen, it says this. While they both be observed and violated, imagine for a moment how the story could have been changed. The Samaritan was a boundaryless person. You know the story, the man traveling to Jericho, uh, to Jerusalem to Jericho, was mugged. The robbers stripped him, beat him, leaving him half dead. A priest, the Levite passed by, and they're like, they're ignoring the dark man. But a Samaritan took pity on him. He bandaged his wounds, brought him to the inn, and took care of him. The next day, the Samaritan gave the innkeeper some money and said, look after him, and when I return, I will reimburse you for extra expenses that you might have. Now, could you imagine... The injured man wakes up at this point and goes, what? Why are you leaving me? I am. I have to go. I have some business in Jericho to attend. And the Samaritan man replies, don't you think you're being selfish? I'm in pretty bad shape here. I'm going to need someone to talk to. How is Jesus going to use you as an example? You're not even acting like a Christian abandoning me like this. Whatever happened to denying yourself? Mm. Have you ever encountered someone like that? You do something, and then they flip it, and it's totally narcissistic and manipulative. Yeah. You're like, I just gave you 50 bucks, bro, tag. Well, I guess you're right, said the Samaritan. That would be uncaring of me to leave you alone. I should do more. I'll postpone my trip. So he stays with the man for three days, talking to him, and making sure that he is happy and content. 
On the afternoon of the third day, there's a knock on the door and a messenger comes in. He hands the Samaritan a message from the business contacts. And Jericho, waited as long as we could. We have decided to sell camels to another party. Our herd will be here in another six months. So, the Samaritan goes, how could you do this to me? Look what you've done. You've caused me to lose camels that I needed for my business. Now I can't deliver my goods. This has put me out of business. How could you do this? At some level, this is all familiar. We, can, we may be moved by compassion to give someone a need, but then in person, this person manipulates us and we give him more than we want to give. We end up resentful and angry, being missed something that in our own lives that had to be done. We may want more from the person. We might be pressured to put that. We put pressure on them. They give not of their hearts and their free will, but out of compliance. And then that's what happens. Resentment. Well, I did this for you. You should have did this. Or because you did this, this happened to me. Can anybody relate? I want us to get out of that mindset. This is why it's so important that you're coming and you're listening to what these boundaries look like. Also, reading the boundaries book by Henry Cloud and, and Dr. Townsend is a game changer. It's a game changer. I've read it numerous times. To avoid these scenarios, we need to look at the falls within our boundaries, what we're responsible for. But taking care of what lies within our boundaries isn't easy. Neither is allowing other people to take care of what lies within our boundaries. Setting boundaries and maintaining them is hard work, but you'll see in the book, which you need to get, which if you want a copy, I will hook you up, the benefits are worth it. And I've pulled a lot of quotes that I've written um, through and I've highlighted. I would recommend, if you really struggle with boundaries, to read this book. You can also go online. Um, on boundaries, they have a website on YouTube, and you can just watch snippets. In what areas do you need more boundaries? They said good boundaries make good neighbors. Personal boundaries make great professional relationships. So when I was pulling out, okay, what are good areas to have boundaries in? Boundaries improve our relationship with self-esteem and our self-esteem. You teach people how to treat you. What do I mean? She knows the care of it. She always does. Ah, it's not a big deal. She knows, you can let Sheena clean that up. There's going to get to a point where you just want to explode because you're constantly being the one that has to take care of things. Boundaries create trust in healthy relationships. Even when some people don't like what you do, they will still respect you for standing up for what you believe in. Once again, work boundaries. If you don't believe in what is happening, use your voice. Use your voice. Even in relationships, a lot of you, does everyone plan to get married someday? You're going to want to utilize your voice. If not, you will get run over. And Jason is laughing. Are you laughing? I've been married too long. I love Kelly so I can say that. I can say that she's not here. <laughs> but it's true, like, you have to be able to stick up for yourself. Am I saying that you're not going to be submissive to your husband? Or, husband, you're not going to love your wife the way Christ loves? No, there's nothing but love. Boundaries show that you do love them. In fact, me walking in boundaries and having that to where I can share what I'm going on means I trust my husband. Your boundaries are the rules for how others learn to behave around you, how you want to be treated, what you accept, and what you will not accept. They are based on your own needs and wants. 
It's not selfish, rude, pushy, self-centered to make these replies. It's understanding your value. You are valuable. You're valuable. You can only be a service of others if you're strong and empowered, your feet are on the ground. I love this quote, and it's, it's by, um, her name is Melissa Coates. She's an, a licensed professional counselor. She says this, boundaries protect relationships from becoming unsafe. And that way, they actually bring us closer together and then farther apart. And they're necessary in every relationship you have. Boundaries keep us safe. They allow me to trust. And that's, that's just what I've learned over even the years. Having boundaries allows you to make yourself a priority, whether it's self-care, following your dreams, or even within a relationship. Another thing with boundaries, boundaries can be flexible. Draw your boundaries. Um, don't draw your boundaries in permanent ink. It's good to think about them occasionally and reassess. What was good, a good boundary in one relationship might not be a good relationship boundary in the next. And I've learned that. What worked in past relationships is not going to work with this one. Because when, and the thing is I see such a flexibility when you've been hurt by someone, you automatically put a wall. And so you think everyone is like that. Even when you go to date, I can speak from that perspective. I automatically say, oh, well, he's going to hurt me, or he's going to lose me, or he's going to cheat on me, or it's like, oh my gosh. So it's like that, I set a wall, and it's not even fair. That's why I want to encourage you, before you even start to pursue a relationship, women, first of all, let the man pursue you, let them know you like them. Before a relationship even happens, Deal with your past hurts because you're not going to want to carry that suitcase in to the next relationship. It's just going to be a lot, a lot, a lot to unpack. A lot. And don't be afraid of counseling. And I'm not saying that because I'm a counselor. But I really, once a month, I have a really great thing called soul care and I speak to my counselor. And I talk about, y'all, I'm really having struggles right now. My eyes twitching. I'm meeting with her next Friday. She's like, Sheena, settle yourself down. She's been counseling me for like six years. It's good. It's okay to talk to someone. Be like, no, I don't really want a counselor. Find an accountability partner. That gives you wisdom. Don't be just talking to anyone. Those boundaries are bad too. Because you want to set boundaries against, uh, within your life and don't invite the people who you know run their mouth. Because they'll tell everyone your business. And you'll end up on the church news, and we told you not to tell them, and now you're crying. Because thousands of people know. Just kidding, that wouldn't happen. I mean, I don't know. The next one is boundaries allow us to conserve our emotional energy. Oh my gosh. Do you ever just hang around someone that just makes you, first of all, I'm going to say it in this context, makes you want to punch yourself in the face because they, all they do is whine and complain, and it's always about them? If you say no, it's probably with you. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Setting boundaries gives you the ability to express your thoughts and feelings in a clear way. You can effectively listen and see other points of views while respecting your own. You need to conserve your energy. Because some people want to cross your fence and dump their junk in your yard. Please take your broken down pickup truck out of my yard because I don't want to hear about it. And it's okay to be like, right now, I don't want to listen. 
Does anybody else take on people's problems? And you're like, oh my gosh. And it's like, what am I supposed to do? And then you actually turn into like Jesus Jr. over here, and you're crying because you're trying to fix them. And you can't. Literally. You need to practice self-respect by standing your ground. No, I'm not going to. And you know what? This is crazy. Anybody else ever like give advice and you're like, yo, this is some solid advice, and then they don't take it? Yeah. And then they cry about it? It's like, well, you're dumb. That's not negative. I'm just literally in the context of what we're talking about. I'm trying to not be negative over here. But I often will say to like my close friends, because I signed an oath as a counselor, not the counsel, I would say, you should do that, 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 that. But that's not on me. So I'm just saying, if I was you, this is what I would do. But take it at your own risk. Because that same people that you give advice, counsel to, will be the they'll turn around and blame you if it turns out wrong. So just follow up with, but that's just me. I'm not gonna take that responsibility. Boundaries gives us space to grow and be vulnerable. Just because you you may be happy to lend a hand to your bestie doesn't mean that you also have to be emotionally lifting up everything that they deal with. What am I saying? Just because you're like, yo, let me a friend. Yo, I'll help you move. Then it turns into a six-hour crying sesh, and they're talking about everybody. Set your boundaries, people. And it's not a bad thing. It's not. And I, honestly, I'm interested in topics even about that. It's family. Does anybody have any, like, ratchet family members? Yeah, me. I, I saw the ugly planning this wedding. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. I didn't know it was, like, the queen who would have come to my wedding. <laughs> but I did. I did not invite some family members. And you would have thought I murdered your children. Like, that. And the thing is, it's like, I'm sorry. We invited people, one, holy crap, a wedding's expensive. So, side note, if you can elope, go elope. And I'll come, because I'm here for vacation. But it, it's, it's, it's crazy, because it's like, boundaries of families, it's gonna be interesting. I have a lot of notes. I've actually had this series in my back pocket since January. And I'm excited, because I know some of you guys are like, let's do boundaries. I'm like, yes. Because I've lacked boundaries for so long. But next week, I'm excited for it. Last one, boundaries give you a space to grow and be vulnerable. We all deal with complex feelings. That's life. But setting boundaries and then breaking them when the time is right show that your vulnerability. This could be as simple as talking openly to friends and family. When we display our vulnerability to someone, we let them know that they're welcome and open to us and sometimes when they need to. I am all about being authentic and vulnerable. I will, you can literally go into my life and don't get me wrong i do my and you'll see this my marriage my engagement it's private aaron is private like that's that's and i need you to learn that and we're going to talk about that in relationships your relationship does not need to be broadcast on social media one chances are no one really cares to say but you're also protecting something that's so peaceful and great. In general, I'm an open book. You can go through my stuff. You can look through my phone. I have nothing to hide. Because I allow those boundaries and this group to be a part of my world. 
Being vulnerable and oversharing is different. Shared vulnerability brings people closer together. Oversharing, on the other hand, can cause drama to manipulate, hold another person's emotional hostage, or force relationships into one direction. Stop oversharing. There are some things you just need to shut your mouth about. And people will take what you share, and they might just rip it apart, rip you apart. It's like, yo, like, I thought I trusted you. But it starts with being self-awareness and ask the Holy Spirit who to talk to. You can talk to so-and-so, but then you have other person. It's like, I'm not going to open up. And that's okay. If you don't like the way you feel or act, know that you have the power to change it. You have the power to change it. You are the master of what, you, what comes out of your mouth. You control what comes out. We talked about in James 3, we talked to speak, about putting a bridle on your tongue. It all starts with saying no to what does not serve you and by standing your ground without feeling guilty or shame. Our family, people, I'm saying families, and this is like first in my head, families can make you feel guilty. Your parents can sometimes make you feel guilty for your decisions. Your relationship can make you feel guilty. And no is a full sentence. No. It's not an action to be undertaken only at certain times. It is a lifelong habit that we need to diligently practice in order to achieve our goals and work. When it comes to setting boundaries in a healthy manner, what will be the first step you take to carve out and get you I want to encourage you to take what we talked about tonight and to stop and ask the Lord to give you boundaries in your life. You might be like, I don't even know what that means. Ask the Lord and he'll show you. If there are relationships that you need to cut off, be obedient and cut them off. Because that's part of it. If they're toxic, we're going to hit that next week. So when it comes to relationships, friendships, and family. There's a lot of things that we focus in on that can cause us a lot of stress. Let's pray. And then, um, yeah. Father, we love you so much. I thank you that boundaries are from you and that you allow us to walk completely healed. So Jesus, I thank you for these young adults. God, I pray right now for peace. And I thank you that you're showing them what boundaries they need to put in place. And there's no guilt or shame in you, Father. So bless them and keep them until we meet again. Father, we love you. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.